0: This is a Retail Insider podcast. You're listening to The Weekly. Welcome to this week's episode of The Weekly by Retail Insider. I'm Lee Rivett, and I'm joined with the Editor-in-Chief of Retail Insider, Craig Patterson, who escaped the polar vortex over eastern Canada last week to visit Vancouver. And as a result, we had to skip an episode of The Weekly, and we're back on track. So we're recording on November the 27th, 2019. And as per usual, we'll be discussing this week's most read articles from retail-insider.com. So we just wanted to mention that we had our first industry podcast interview recorded earlier today with the president of Swimco, Lori Bacon. And we'll have a soundbite from that interview later on in the podcast as a sneak peek prior to its release this weekend. So thanks for joining me, Craig. Hello, everyone. And our first most read article that we wanted to highlight for the podcast has to do with Williams and Sonoma, because it looks like they're exiting Quebec amid multiple store closures across Canada. So I'll let Craig talk about like how many stores that they have, what's the strategy that we reported about them in the past, what are some recent other closures that happened like on Blur Street and stuff. But uh, it's a US-based kitchenware and home furnishings retailer. I've been to the one in Vancouver, it's that white and gold theme where you can actually go through and get Pots and pans and all the different accoutrements to do some amazing cooking in the kitchen, but uh, I think there was quite the interesting journey that this article took through our publication cycle, from um, our Montreal correspondent finding out about it all the way through to copy editing and finding more social media um, kind of tidbits that were unfolding. So, Craig, take us through that journey as well as a little bit about this whole exit itself.
1: Hey, I can't even figure. I can't even figure out our
0: publication cycle. Sometimes
1: <laughs> it's sort of random. I yeah so you know Maxime Frechette by the way Maxime you're awesome if you're listening uh, he's our Montreal correspondent um, he found out that William Snow was closing its two stores in the province of Quebec they're both in suburban Montreal and I thought oh no this isn't good I mean I, I you know some retail is struggling in Montreal I mean you know, it's it's a different market uh, uh, you know not everything is you know sunny uh, you know in that province it's, I love Montreal but you know it, it's, it's tough for some retailers so um, then you know Actually, Lee, I think it was you Mm. who found out about the Vancouver store, wasn't
0: it? Yeah, it was me. Um, I was helping out with some of the copy editing because our regular copy editor was on site in, I think it was San Francisco for an event. But um, So I was looking for storefront photos for these Montreal locations that were shutting down. And as I was Googling, um, you know, uh, Williams and Snowman Canada, I was coming across these Reddit um, posts uh, talking about South Granville locations that were, um, you know, potentially closing. And a lot of the, the discussion that was happening with the store clerk were that they were closing and i was like what so i kind of brought that one over to craig to say hey did you know about this you yeah. know and so and that's where it went and you know where my mind went no oh, i can guess
1: i'm like oh so yeah. is this the exit of williams sonoma from yeah. canada i mean of course that's where yeah, my mind yeah, yeah. is going i've said this about j crew as well as they quietly close stores so yeah. i don't think this is the case of williams sonoma leaving canada altogether but you know in the case of those two stores in quebec you know some way they've gotten out of those leases i don't know if they bought out I don't know but you know those will be closing so the um in Vancouver so we got actually more information again I mean you know people start commenting on articles or they do post there's certain chat rooms and chat boards that people share information on mm-hmm. um, they're saying now that you know this store's on the south Granville strip which is a somewhat affluent yeah, yeah. strip of uh, Granville Street which is basically south of Granville Island and north of the Shaughnessy neighborhood which is this like really gorgeous yeah, really fancy residential area with yeah, you know totally some of the lots building lots are over Aren't an acre huge. and the homes are over 20 or 30 million dollars and uh, uh, so you know it's but uh, you know williams Sonoma's is there um, it's sister brand Pottery Barn is there in West Elm and uh, very often Pottery Barn and Williams Sonoma like to locate close together so uh, now the question is will Pottery Barn close in South Granville I mean there was actually I think it was two or three weeks ago there Mm -hmm. was a news story Uh, Mm -hmm. I think it was the Vancouver Courier that was talking about Mm -hmm. um, you know the struggles of all these retailers and restaurants on the South Granville Strip there are more vacancies than there have been in the past Uh, you know more retailers are closing and then all of a sudden we find out about this I mean yeah yeah. one uh, one source was saying they figured that uh, in fact I don't I think it's actually someone at Williams-Sonoma was saying that, you know, they are looking at maybe either either going to, say, the Oak Ridge Shopping Centre or the Amazing Brentwood. These are two uh, suburban shopping centres in the uh, Vancouver Lower Mainland area. So, you know, really what that would mean, I mean, if Williams-Sonoma is closing, we're told it's going to be, I think, either end of December, early January on the South Granville Strip in Vancouver, Mm -hmm. um, you know, the Pottery Barn may follow. I I haven't seen that building for lease specifically. Uh, You know, Williams-Sonoma still has a few stores left in Canada. There's one in calgary uh the one in edmonton actually closed in the spring i think brown shoes is there it's a really nice store actually now Uh, the brown shoes but you know it closed in edmonton um i uh, well where i live actually just downstairs uh williams sonoma closed i think it was in 2017 pottery barn closed a while later and the hermes store is now where where, uh, williams sonoma was at 100 bloor street west in Toronto. But, you know, we have seen a few stores close uh, over in the while. And what's interesting, you know, Marina Strauss, I think it was 2008, she was saying that, you know, Williams-Sonoma said they were going to do 40 stores in Canada and that they were planning on think, being in all 10 major markets it, in Canada. And that didn't obviously quite happen. And now, really, what are the markets that it's in? I mean, unless they open a new store in Vancouver, it's really going to be Calgary and Toronto for, for the Williams-Sonoma brand proper because... Uh, you know, there are, I think, three stores left in Toronto currently. Well, and did
0: we actually ever do an interview with them on their strategy that's expanding across Canada or even an update over time with it? Or have you seen something like that besides with Marina Strauss on, on their strategy at all?
1: Um, I mean, besides the fact that they were coming into the country with a bit of a blitz and opening multiple stores and expanding, uh, I haven't had a lot of interaction with them. I mean, they did have a wonderful PR firm. I won't name them to keep. Relations, if there's any issues there. But, uh, you know, I think that they had dropped that firm. Uh, so did J. Crew. Uh, Is I don't know. I haven't actually spoken to anyone, you know, officially from the management side of Williams Sonoma for quite a while. Uh, you know, certainly when they were closing the, you know, when they announced the closure of the. Toronto, Williams Sonoma and Pottery Barn stores. We were fed a very careful, mm. uh, you know, press release uh, yeah, because they true. didn't want this to, uh, you know, look like a really really bad news story. Right. It probably wasn't actually. I think it was just that the, you know maybe the rents were too high and uh, it, you know, it was a okay. ten year time period where they didn't want to renew the lease. Uh, was, you know, even though I think rents have probably gone down on Bloor Street since then. But yeah, uh, right. you know, and that's just sort of a long way of saying uh, I don't have as much insight into the company as I could certainly. Um, so you know, a lot of what we are saying to a degree could be speculating but um you know I, I i still think that you know well actually no i shouldn't say that i mean that you know the ceo of William sonoma had said that the canadian operations actually weren't doing that bad and that uh you know the australian operations were doing worse i mean from what she's saying and that was in an investor call in the summer um you know that William sonoma if they were to pull out of a country it would probably be australia at this point uh, but uh, you know canada will only have you know like what four stores mm. for Williams Sonoma yeah. by by early into 2020 well and uh, her hard.
0: actions isn't exactly matching her words with wham <laughs> bam two stores closing in montreal so we'll see how, how good the canadian marketplace <laughs> the is going honest yeah and now quick sneak preview of an interview that we did with laurie bacon the president of swimco earlier today
1: Hi, this is Lori Bacon. I'm the CEO and owner of Swimco. And our sweet spot is the customer that just goes, you know what, I'm a little bit more self-conscious of my body. That's our sweet spot. That is where we guide our customers through that so that they can just go on and have those most amazing experiences without thinking, am I falling out of my suit? Is it transparent? Or not even going on a vacation because so self-conscious of their bodies. There's just so much of that. And we just want to say... You know, just come with us. We'll hold your hand through this process, and you'll actually have fun even before your holiday, and you're going to feel so good when you leave.
0: So watch your podcast provider for this weekend's release of the special edition interview between Retail Insider's Editor-in-Chief Craig Patterson and Laurie Bacon, the president of Swimco. And our second and last episode item that we wanted to bring up was a brand that had left Canada and now is coming back. So, Craig, I can't pronounce this one here. Can you help me out with that?
1: Oh, Aeropostale.
0: Right. That. Yeah. So I haven't heard of this brand before, but uh, Craig, you were super excited about it coming in. But like, tell us about the yeah. plans that this retailer has, because it looks like they're looking to open up 30 stores in 2020 which is a lot, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, so Aeropostale, it's sort of a casual fashion brand. I mean, it's not like a cheap, price point, like Forever 21, and it's certainly not an Armani-type price point at the high end. You know, it's it's sort of an American oh. Eagle type of, you know, okay. casual yeah. fashion brand. And so, you know, it, the American operations went bankrupt in 2016, and they did a restruct. So they closed all the 41 Canadian stores, and some American ones as well, I think 60-something. But they still had, you know, a few hundred left in the United States, and they were able to keep those afloat. So, you know, the company in this case has actually found its way, uh, hopefully. And, uh, you <laughs> know, it's now... Coming back into Canada, so on Friday, which is Black Friday, uh, I guess in Canada and the United States, um, officially they're going to be launching their uh, re-entry into Canada. Now this will just be, you know, like shop-in-store displays of product in stores called Blue Notes. And uh, now Blue Notes is owned by YM Group, and YM Group is also bringing back Aeropostale. YM Group is like a multi-brand. They own various retail chains in Canada, essentially. And, um, so they're bringing back, you know, Aeropostale into Canada. So the plans in 2020 are to open between 20 and 30 Aeropostale stores in Canada. And we're talking full freestanding Aeropostale stores. So it's interesting because, you know, they pulled out of Canada with 41 stores, uh, about three years ago. And, uh, I guess a little bit more than three years ago. And, uh, now they're coming back in with, you know, a fast and furious expansion plan. So hopefully they're, you know, able to make it, uh, a go this time, you know, with this YM partnership and, uh, Uh, You know, I mean, it's a competitive market out there. You know, there are all kinds of, you know, fashion retailers out there that, uh, you know, are really vying for the dollar. And we keep seeing, again, international brands coming into the market. We're seeing consumers going, you know, more online to shop. Uh, We're seeing brands themselves, you know, opening stores and also opening e-commerce websites, which, again, all of this is competition to fashion retailers or whatever category we want to talk about that you know can make retail a bit of a challenge but uh, you know I I hope Aeropostale succeeds I mean I I had a great jacket and pair of pants from them that uh, I bought a few years ago and uh, uh, I mean I haven't seen their collections recently mainly because well they're not here (laughs) but they will be like I said I think actually they probably have some displays already in stores I saw some social media I think uh, I think if you saw that as well.
0: Well, and I was one more wondering why are they using Blue Notes to come into the market as opposed to another store? Or is it just because of the brand that's bringing or the company that's bringing them in are affiliated? Yeah,
1: well, kind of almost both. I mean, they're kind of similar in their target demographic, sort of this younger, you know, maybe middle class, you uh, Uh, type of buyer, you know, Blue Notes again, and so it's kind of both, you know, YM Group owns Blue Notes and uh, is bringing in uh, Aeropostale, so there's that relationship, but also I think the target demographic is quite similar, so uh, it kind of makes perfect sense if you think about it uh, blue Notes has the real estate already in terms of they're able to introduce this brand it's really just shuffling some stuff around and you can have you know hair pastel product in these blue Notes stores you know it's it's a lot easier than actually building a store and opening it and just from scratch you know so uh, I, I think that this and i think it's really smart actually the way they're doing it so, you know, yeah.
0: Th- well, what comes to mind for me with this brand is the hokey pokey dance where you put your right foot in, you put your right foot out. I'm, so, welcome I wonder, home. I wonder who
1: YM is going to bring in next. Yeah, I don't exactly. Know. I mean, maybe Resurrect. There's all, all kinds of brands that aren't in Canada yet that could come. And, uh, you know, it remains to be seen. I mean, I, I think it's kind of exciting to see, you know, companies yeah. like YM bringing these brands to Canada. Oh, yeah. yeah. Canada. Totally. And, you know, like, uh, was it Halstein Group? We were talking a few weeks mm-hmm. ago about Furla. You know, it's somewhat similar. halstein has got different stores, and one of them they brought in is Furla, which is uh, high-end uh, leather goods retailer opened at Yorkdale and they're planning on doing other stores as well. So it, it's kind of a similar situation except Aeropostale is a little more affordable yeah. I would say to most people.
0: Well and I know that it uh, makes more sense to do a shop in a shop versus going and blitzing straight into your own store because that takes time, effort and investment so if you can get into the marketplace with a shop in a shop kind of thing it may, like I think was it L.L. Bean that did that with, yeah. I think it's um, Hudson Bay, right? Yeah well
1: there's a few interestingly enough. I mean FAO Schwartz just opened these little toy stores for the holidays but oh, right. yeah yeah um so what hudson's bay did is they um or at least they had areas for ll bean mm. like i was i've been in a few cities around canada recently and i noticed that they had like these ll bean sections in hudson's bay stores so it's, it's actually i think yeah no you're bang on that's a great example because it's you know a brand can introduce themselves within say a multi-brand retailer before the brand actually opens its own stores so you know in the case of L.L. Bean at some point I think they said they want to have about 20 stores in Canada it was 15 to 20 or I think maybe they even said 20. Um, so again you know they're testing the market you know they're they're in downtown Montreal at Hudson's Bay they've got a great presence there they're in downtown Vancouver as I saw you know there's a few different uh, ones but L.L. Bean still only has one actual standalone store in Canada and that's in Oakville which is uh, basically between Toronto and Hamilton in a shopping center there and it's a, a big flagship store so uh, that is actually a strategy we're seeing quite a bit. Um, other similar strategies is like say Holt Renfrew, for example. Like going back to that, I, I find the, the business model fascinating in terms of, you know, a lot of brands have come into Canada kind of like through retailers like Holt Renfrew, where they'll uh, you know say have a concession, which is a leased space in there, and at some point these brands may go and step out on their own and actually open a freestanding store. So you know, one of the articles uh, we'll have on Friday in, in Retail Insider is about Balenciaga opening at Yorkdale. And, you know, at one time Balenciaga was, it's a luxury brand that's, you know, very expensive and has some pretty snazzy stuff. Um, you know, again, you could only, say, find it at a whole Renfrew for, for a while. You could, you know, Saks Fifth Avenue, you would have some stuff. Uh, you know, Nordstrom would have the shoes. Uh, and then, you know, open the store at Yorkdale. So the question is, what's going to happen after that? Well, I've heard Balenciaga wants to do a standalone store in the Bloor-Yorkville area and if they could ever find the space in Vancouver. So, uh, again, you know, it's from that, you know, locating within a multi-brand store uh, or host retailer to actually opening a freestanding store.
0: Well, and i think that's pretty much a wrap for the week here craig so thanks for going through the most popular content for the last two weeks since we were away for a week there um, and we just want to remind everyone that we do have that special edition interview that will be coming out this weekend with uh, the president of swimco Laurie bacon uh, but also to remind everyone to look at our email newsletter that you can subscribe to that goes out every morning with a link to the canadian news from around the web with the retail comings and goings from the previous day that likely craig has curated Uh, but it also has links to our most recently published exclusive articles from Retail Insider. So if you go to retail-insider.com, you can find the subscribe area to get that email to your inbox every morning. But thanks for listening to this podcast. Uh, Please do subscribe to be notified when new episodes are published, but also to help uh, boost our discoverability ratings to let others find us as well. And if you think that we're five-star worthy, please do rate us and review us if you could, because that also helps discoverability. But thanks again, everyone, and talk to you next week. Thank you so
1: much, everyone, for listening.